Welcome to the Inner Athlete Podcast, where we discuss all things youth athlete development and youth mentoring. Welcome back to the Inner Athlete Podcast, you know, the home of youth athlete development. Uh, we're back with Coach Dave. And Dave, we're going to be talking about, uh, I guess, the, the old principle of use it and lose it, um, but more so in, in the youth athlete development space and, you know, how, you know, what happened when you you get the results that you want, you've got the times and the speed and you've done all your testing and you're like, oh, great, good, got got what I wanted, I've lifted what I, you know, I've achieved, you know, I've got the 100 kilo bench or, you know, some people it's getting into a state squad or state academy and it's like, all right, what do we do? Yeah, so, um, yeah, it's kind of back to what you said, like, use it or lose it. Like, we see kids who will join up to a gym or even our gym um, sign up for a period of time they want to get uh, an injury fixed they want to get faster they want to get stronger they want to get quicker and then when they've achieved that goal they've got like an objective checkpoint and they've reached that checkpoint they finish up they lose focus they lose that motivation and they end up back at square one because they've lost what they've gained yeah it's it's quite interesting because you know I've worked with people in the past, you know, they get their results or whatever it may be and net, then it's like, I've got where I wanted to be and that's it. And they, they kind of pack up shop, put their stuff away and they're done. Unfortunately, that's not the, what human physiology is. You know, it's the old principle of use it or lose it. You know, you gain, you gain or lose qualities based on how frequently or how often or how much volume you put into that quality or specific quality that you want Yep. want to build upon yep. or want to keep and it's not like a video game you know if we you know back in the day you know we used to play what gta and all that jazz you know you know you used to build up your character get him in in the virtual in the gym and all that jazz eating well you know you used to get him jacked and you, you could just go to a safe house and you just pause and you could just save him and that's yep. it and yep. that's where progress start stops time doesn't stop for us unfortunately and that's the reality of the situation so it's more about not trying if you're if you hit your goal you've gone to your state squad, usually there's two components to it. One is, all right, what, what's the next goal from there? And that's, num- that's a really important part because it helps to create the focus and drive in order to continue on and maintain those qualities that you built, but also help you get to the next stage. So, okay, so you've made the, made the squad. Great, cool. What's, okay, what do you need to do in order to get in the starting 11 or starting 17? Or the what, next level, the, the, the national squad. And then the... Yeah, professional team things like that if that's if you ever have um, aspirations in order to do something like that which is you know for a lot of kids that we work with you know that's one of the things they want to be able to get to the from the state squad to the national squad or at least get some get a look in for the national squad so for us it's more about number one is trying to educate them is if you stop now what do you think is going to happen and trying to like put the onus onto them it's like oh more than likely i might stay the same do you think that really happens Unfortunately, physiology doesn't work like that, as I mentioned yeah. before. From a yeah, from a physiological and in the body standpoint, um, everything we do in the gym is creating an adaptation. We're creating some sort of build up so that we're creating some sort of stress that our body can adapt to that by being stronger, by being quicker, by being more fitter. But then when we take that stress away, the body goes, "Oh, well, I don't need to use it anymore. I'm just gonna." go back to where I was before 
and now you're back at square one. So if you look at like bodybuilders, for example, they spend so much time trying to build their muscle up in the gym, lifting weights for countless hours, countless reps. And then the moment they spend time away from the gym, they lose muscle mass because now the body's like, oh, I don't need to have all this muscle mass. I'm going to go back to where I was. It's not required for survival. Not required for survival, yeah. Exactly. And our whole body is built and required for survival. And that's why we have like so many different systems that interplay with one another and compensation strategies that happen if, say, one system's out of whack, other systems will go on overdrive in order to compensate for that for a short period of time. It's like, well... If elite athletes are so elite and they're so fit, why do they need to keep training? Aren't they already there? Yeah. It's it, yeah. That's actually an interesting point. They're going to continually to improve, or they're going to try and continually maintain. Yeah. And that's a really good point because you know I had a little bit of time you know working with Melbourne Storm for a bit, and you know when you see the younger players, they're still developing themselves because they've still got that window where they need to develop certain qualities. Um, and they're still understanding the game. When you look at more the veterans of the game, I think you know Cam Smith was there at the time. Yeah. You know, for him it was more like you know he's he's I mean, he's a master of the game. He's basically a clocked rugby league. Yeah. And you know you see him move on the field in such an efficient way, and he understands the game so well. And he doesn't need to be jacked or you know super strong, or he doesn't need to be like you know. The, the Bromwich brothers or anything like that doesn't need to yeah. be super jacked yeah. and strong he just needs to in order to maintain the qualities because he has such a, a smart he's so smart about the game and the way he moves around he basically just needs to be fit and strong enough to last 80 minutes without getting gassed correct yeah and then be able to recover from that as well yeah. and recover from training and all that so eventually you know when you get the top echelons of your career or the higher levels of the echelons of your career you're going to be able to just focus more on the maintenance but usually at the younger stages you've got to continually build especially for like for you know boys and girls in the sense of boys you know they're going through their peak height velocity they're going through a big growth spurt phase their second biggest growth spurt phase as well and basically testosterone is going to be on the increase we want to be able to take advantage of that as much as possible for girls on the other hand they they grow they finish growing a lot earlier compared to boys i think it's about maybe between two and four years apart earlier and for them it's it's actually more about like health qualities because we we know that peak bone density peaks quite early in girls for guys it's a little bit different because of the presence of testosterone and now for girls it's estrogen and estrogen is actually a um, it's quite protective of bone density as well so for it it's quite different in the sense of you know for boys and girls but in general we want to make sure that we continually to develop these qualities. And the other problem is, though, as you get older and move through these age groups, what's going to happen? Your opponent's going to get bigger, stronger, and faster. That's just kind of how things go. Especially if they're younger. Yeah, 100%. And the other part is, as well, if the, the small, say if you play a contact sport, you know, we've got some young kids here, you know, they're quite undersized for their sport as well. You know, and they play a contact sport, and what happens if they cop a knock from someone who's 25, 30 kilos heavier? It's like, it's going to be pretty bad. So we want to make sure that we not only develop their skills, but also be able to develop their, I guess, robustness throughout their actual career as well. So the likelihood of them staying and participating in that sport in the long term is going to be a lot higher as well. So we can't, you know, rest on your laurels, I think. That's the, yeah. the, the, the term. Yeah. You can't rest on what's already worked because eventually it won't work 
Yeah, like classic example, like we look at like LeBron James now. Like LeBron James is like how old is he? Like thirty six or something. He's actually like no, he's thirty eight. Thirty eight. No, like he's yeah, an old he's an old dog now. Like arguably one of the best, if not the best, NBA player right now. But if you're watching him, you can see that he's slowly starting to decline. Even though he's still good, he's still good as ever. He's slowly starting to decline. He's playing less minutes. He can't make take as many contacts in the paint, but he's still hitting threes. He's still hitting. But you can just he's tell dunking. that he's not as athletic as he was when he was younger. So, like you said, he's more trying to maintain and can he condition himself so that he can handle the demands of the game where he's at now, because. He already got himself up to such a high level, but he can't go any further. So now he's trying to reduce the decline. Correct. Yeah, he's he's trying to fight for the time. So he's got younger players, you know, John Morant, um, Anthony Davis, uh, people like people in the, in the mid to late twenties who are coming up the ranks now, who are more athletic, more quicker. Uh, Luka Doncic, things like that. They're they're all killing the game right now, but they're younger. So they'll continue to rise, and eventually when they hit their late 30s and their mid-30s, that's when they'll have to, to maintain. Yeah, and that's the real critical component. Later on in your career, you've got to maintain. Yeah. Um, to slow that decline of certain characteristics. Yeah. But we're here to talk about youth athletes. So when, um, so back to where we started, is when athletes are basically um, trying to make the state teams or trying to achieve a certain time in the pool or on the track, um, it's important to make sure, that, okay, great, you've reached this point, you've reached a qualifying time, you've reached a state time, let's try and work towards a national time or let's try and work towards an Olympic time. There's, there's always another, another step forward. They may not realise it, but there's always another step forward. Um, but when goals change where, like, you know, maybe they're quick enough now, right, let's work more on power or let's work more on strength Let's keep that quality in the background. Let's keep working on that, like micro-dosing. Like we do a lot of micro-dosing here to keep certain qualities in play, but we can focus on something else and build that other quality up. Yeah, uh, that's, well done. that's well said. So, yeah, we focus on other qualities um, whilst we keep that other quality, you know, maintained. So, if, say, for example, the sporting season, um, you know, we're coming into a lot of winter sports. We're back into the pre like, getting deep into the pre-season now for footy, soccer and whatnot. So, a lot of it is about developing strength and power um, and also maintain the speed quality as well but we also got to make sure we maintain that endurance and usually we have to figure out a way to maintain that as well and whether that is you know doing circuits on the bike or interval based training um, or down at the park or something like that you know we just microdose it enough in order to maintain that quality of their fitness or you know if they're playing or a lot of soccer we don't even need to do that because it's already being looked after then we can focus on other qualities um, that they feel like they're lacking or want, want to improve on or further heighten their skills um, in their sport and then we just continue to build then when the season hits um, it's like it's all about maintaining those qualities so we like you said before we like to microdose I specifically like to microdose some sort of black like plyometrics and speed um, because these are the anything that's really fast or explosive that is one of the first things to decline very quickly you know um, I think Cal Dietz talks about this quite often is you know there's a, I guess, a window of time where you can train a certain quality before it actually you have like a maintenance and it starts to decline. Unfortunately, with speed, you know, it can be between four and six days. Yeah. Where strength is like three to four weeks or something. Yeah, like that. three to four weeks, yeah. give or take a week yeah. or two on yeah. that, depending yeah. on the and individual. Aerobic capacity as well goes down pretty quickly. Aerobic. So anything that's slow in terms of the contraction element or in terms of a slower long 
is something that can be maintained for long periods of time. That's why runners is like quite interesting. Like, you know, you can build your fitness up relatively quickly and maintain that quality. But when it comes to like power, anything high velocity, um, those qualities are not built to stick around for long periods of time because we can't do them for long periods of time as well. That's why they need to be microdosed. That's why we encourage a lot of our athletes if they're going to do sprints um, or they're a sprinter in the pool or you know on the soccer pitch or the footy pitch, they need to be doing it in their warm-up. They need to be doing some high, something high velocity in order to maintain those qualities because in the game... Yes, they are sprinting, but it's all determined about the speed of play. So if we train above the speed of play, then the speed of play itself is going to be a lot easier and they're going to be able to basically their um, speed reserve or how, how many times they can, or their sprint reserve in that sense is going to be a lot higher than it is than if we didn't train it. Yeah. So the speed reserve is in terms of like, you know, their top speed that they can hit, but then the speed in their game that they can hit, but also multiple times as well. Yeah, we look at like um, NRL player Tommy uh, Trubojevic, um constantly, constantly tearing his hamstrings, bec- and uh, what his SNC and physios have been doing has been microdosing his max speed work. So he's before and after each game, so they're measuring. So we're using the GPS monitor on his jerseys and during trainings as well. It's measuring how many max effort runs he's doing per training session and what his baseline is at and how much is too much where to the point where he's tearing his hammy uh, over and over again. So um, his SNC, his strength conditioning coaches have worked out that if he's not hitting a certain amount of max velocity runs, he starts to detrain and that's where he starts to tear the hammy. So you might actually see him before and after games actually doing max speed sprints because he's trying to microdose at hammy stimulus. Yeah, and that's where the hamstring goes undergoes the most load yep. as well. The highest velocity. There's nothing as specific as a sprint. And that was actually, I think it was done at ACU as well. I think it was in conjunction with ACU. Okay, yeah. Yeah, it was, it was yeah, because obviously with AFL, big, yeah, big yeah. deal with hamstrings down here. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, what's the final message uh, for parents when we talk about, you know, um, about what's next after you've achieved your, I guess, qualities that you wanted to improve on? Well, I, I think this is both for parents and athletes. Um, if, uh, for parents, we don't expect you to understand how physiology works, but we, we, we would trust you to ask us what's next rather than just pull your child out straight away from training. Like, we want to help your child develop to the best possible athlete they can be, but just because your athlete, your child or your, your athlete has gotten to where they need to go doesn't mean they stop. You need to continue to build it in the background so that you can build other things up. We need to build our base of strength, power, speed, fitness so that other things can get better as well. So um, there's always something you can work on. You can get more resilient, you can get more fast, you can get more agile, get more flexible. Just because you hit that one speed, there's something else in the background you can try and improve as well. Yeah, and then unfortunately the detraining effect is, it's a real thing obviously as we've discussed, but you know, if you've if you're at home right and you've had a break over the like the Christmas period, is a perfect time for most people to have a break from the gym. You know, life's a little bit hectic. And then you come in for your first session after having four weeks off, no work or anything like that. Like, fuck, I feel sore and tired. Mm-hmm. Um, DOMS might last a lot longer as well. So obviously, you become more sensitive. Yeah, because to your training. body's not used to it. Your body's not used to it. You you feel like it's like crap. I should have just stuck with training. And that is the message: is you don't have to train as hard. You just got to maintain. Even if you just do like one set to failure, that's going to do you a lot more than just not doing anything at all. Like just doing max push-ups and that's going to do, do you a lot more than just taking 
three weeks off. Yeah, and just literally train maybe like twice a week for 30 minutes would have been enough to, you know, maintain some qualities rather than have like this decline. Then you're just like, oh shit, I've got to really kind of like work myself back to it as well. Yeah. And sometimes it can be quite demotivating that first session back. So sometimes just maintaining it can actually or the first session comes back yeah. and you're feeling pretty good after Maintaining that. doesn't mean doing a whole last training session. It means just doing like 10 minutes of something or like five minutes of something so that you can keep yourself where you're at. Cool. That's it. That's Done. It. If you like this episode, please sub- subscribe and like this episode as well. Uh, leave a comment if you have any questions about, you know, the detraining effects, you know, or even about like the off they're in season which i think is going to be more important now than ever especially talking about you know youth athletes coming back into their sporting season if you have any questions about that more than happy to answer those questions on the next podcast and until then see you next time you have just listened to the inner athlete podcast be sure to subscribe to stay up to date with the release of weekly episodes be sure to follow us on facebook and instagram to get great tips on all things youth athlete development and youth mentoring